From the weird to the insane. Boy, you. Brothers. Deluxe. Brothers. Boy, you. It's alright. Brothers. Boy, you. Boy, you. Deluxe. Brothers. Violent content. Parental discretion is advised. Techno Dynamia. <laughs> oh, get the fucking thing out of me! Is that the intro? No, no, it's totally the intro. I think I might actually use that. Okay, well, let's, should we just move on? Yeah, go on. Then. All right, welcome to week number four of the Deluxe and Brothers podcast. We totally didn't fuck up like we did last week. Just saying. For sure. This week, we've got the incredible Techno Dynamia. And uh, she's a little bit nervous, and she's right to be, because we've got some profoundly probing questions for her. Haven't yeah, we, em- Emphasis on the word probing. Hello, Katrina, wow. how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, good. Good. And we're, happy, we're happy to have you here. You know, you're looking very... Um, Looking very uh, sparkly, I suppose. Say again, Paul? In a, in a latex top? It's not latex, no. It's... I wish I'd done more latex when I had a younger body. Oh, I know what it is. That's I know one. what it is. Is it, is it Baco foil? <laughs> <laughs> is it Lame? <laughs> What's that? What's Lame? Lame than anything. Shit, what uh, freaking quiz masters wear when they have a gold shiny suit? It's closer to that than anything else suggested. So e- either way, Katrina, you look very nice. So uh, welcome <laughs> to the show. Thank you. Wrapped um, up turkey. So oh. we know you as Techno Dynamia, um, but we also know you as Katrina. Um, so we, uh, a little confession, I think we have to sort of say this. This is probably going to be a little bit kind of like sporadic because uh, Katrina. Um, I stepped up a week early. We were going to have you on next week, um, but we, um, the guest we had lined up, is actually not very well. Um, so let's start by saying thank you so much for doing that for us. You know, it was literally this morning. We're like, ah, we need, we need, we need a guest, and Trina said, "Yep, yeah, okay, cool, let's, uh, let's do it." Wow. And then she was, um, I think, I think how many? Just let's get straight into the guts of it. How many nervous poos have you had today? Well, I'm empty. <laughs> oh, what you meant when you said she's done us a solid tonight? Yes, <laughs> done us a, literally like a, a triple flusher. Do you know what I mean? Less solid. <laughs> That's a solid. Um, so yeah, so Katrina, what, for all those people out there that don't know about Techno Dynamia, right? Um, you're, you're a new name that's come onto the scene this year from a producing and a um, uh, DJing point of view, um, but I know that about you. What I don't know about you is more about you as Katrina. So, how are you? Tell tell us about yourself. You know, what do you do? What why you got into the scene? You know, anything like that. What 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 do you feel? Um, what do you feel that you could be a really good guest on our podcast? No well, pressure. I don't. Just <laughs> why should people listen to you? <laughs> Why should I employ you and not the other 65 people that want the job? That's exactly what I said to you this morning. After listening to the first three, I said, I really don't think I've got anything to offer here. (laughs) Well, you have, because uh, you've got got a a very happy smile and you've got a very uh, positive demeanour. Um, so, you know, what, what do you do? Whereabouts in the country are you? I don't, obviously, I don't want to know your full address. We'll save that for when we're not on air. Um, but, you know, <laughs> you can see the way this is going to go, Paul. Can't you? <laughs> she told us, yeah. Well, yeah, fair. <laughs> so, Katrina, whereabouts in the world are you? Well, I, I grew up in a little fishing town called Hastings, which for a tiny fishing town had a huge music scene, really. It's got oh, a great really? history, yeah. A lot of punk bands started there. Um, so it's a town full of artists and musicians. Everyone's in a band. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's grown well, out of that. <laughs> was it, wasn't there... Um... 
wasn't there a battle there at some point? Oh, right, 1066, yeah. Are we talk, we're talking about the same Hastings, yeah? Yeah, same Hastings, Battle of Hastings. Nice, yeah. So um, so there's lots of artists, so you live down the Hastings area. Um, and so is that where you kind of fell in love with music then? Um, well, I mean, I suppose so. I grew up listening to a lot of sort of punk and metal uh, in yeah. Hastings. Uh, there were a few sort of raves, mostly illegal ones in the area. Um, but I suppose it was when I moved to London. So w- what what then got you into like, you know, the, the hardcore scene as we know it? Well, I think I've spoken about this with friends lots. I think, I mean, I love, I know it's a really cliche thing to say, but I really do love all music. Mm-hmm. And I think, especially sort of hardcore, drum and bass, gabba, I think they're quite a natural progression from metal and punk. It's sort of a, it's a fringe scene. Um, there's a huge subculture. It's got a lot of political connotations, and the percussion is heavy. Percussion. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You want to drums? No, it's fine, but uh, but you know, I think with there's percussion in a lot of different types of music. I'm not. But I'm talking heavy and hard. So you're talking that they hit the cymbal a little bit harder than maybe a jazz musician. I'm talking higher, harder BPM. <laughs> no, that's fine. This tasteful music with, with tasteful themes. So I, I've always loved music with balls, as I, as I put it. So uh, my parents uh, were always into hard metal. Um, so I grew up in a, in a household, believe it or not. And I use I use a lot of influences of metal when I'm writing my music. So the way that the builds are structured, the way the drops are structured, the way that the beats come in, you know, um, the EQing of the beats, you know, that, that sort of thing. So I get what you're saying. I, I, I can feel where you're coming from with the parallels that you're drawing, you know, as long as the music's got some substance yeah. and it makes you feel, you know, because obviously there's a there's a time and a place for the nice stuff, you know, um, but it's, it's almost like I only really yeah I, I want to say turned on by the music but it does it, it kind of mean though i know i know what you mean it, it some sort of neural pathway in your brain and then that sort of excites yeah. your whole body i mean i use i don't know about you paul but i use music as a as a almost as a release yes i was gonna say a release for for me to if, so if i'm angry you'll hear me write some, you'll hear me write something that's ridiculously mm. you know dirty and filthy whereas if i'm feeling quite i don't know melancholy i suppose I'll, I'll do some nice happy pianos and what i'll do is if i'm feeling especially happy i'll put some strings in it as well do you do you use your music to you know get rid of like emotional stuff if you're feeling angry or stressed or whatever um i mean in terms of listening yeah i i get I tend to get quite fixated on a particular track or an artist and there are ones that I'll go back to, like, um, it's a bit random to talk about it here, but I go through my Leonard Cohen phases and I will only listen to Leonard Cohen. I mean, no TV, no radio, absolutely nothing but Leonard Cohen for a fortnight. Yeah. I snap out of it. <laughs> so, so Lunacy is a big Leonard Cohen fan, isn't he? Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So, if you read his, like, I don't know whether you've read his book or anything, but he cites Leonard Cohen in there as, you know, some of the most influential music that he's ever heard. He is. Was yeah, so, an incredible poet. I will, I will confess to not listening to a lot of Leonard Cohen, but as is the podcasts previous i do tend to when we finish these i do tend to go back and explore the music that people you know talk about because it's, it's, it's a bit of an education for me you know um so paul you what about you yep. and emotions and stuff i don't really if i'm like pissed off i, I don't really get like that anymore but i used to uh, put on some like mid-90s techno um what Stop. like gabu stuff not 
like the faster, the, the proper faster stuff. Yeah. There's a tape I had in particular, it was a Scorpion producer, I've no idea where from, but that was always my go-to one, it's like 200 beats per minute stuff, but when it comes to making the music, it's whatever mood I'm in, but I'm never really in a bad mood, so when I make faster music, it's usually just because I'm in that kind of fun, playful mood, but most of the music I do is all, you know, happy pianos and shit, innit? Well, yeah, you know. happy music. Yeah, happy music is... Happy music is good, you know, but um, I, I always like to explore like the different sides of hardcore, the different sort mm. of ways that it were. You know me, I tend to do happy stuff with a really grimy, shitty middle bit. Yeah, yeah. And then back into like the happy piano again. Um, I used to do in the 90s with a drum and bass breakdown. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I did it. I do it better than that. Yeah, Not that I'm arrogant. You know, I did it first. I did it in, in 1946, mate. <laughs> you know, 28 years before I was born. That's yeah. that's why the war ended. Well, yeah. Well, because they said, fucking hell, here comes Deluxe. He's going <laughs> to hit us with some proper bombs, you know? And I'm not talking about Atom. I'm talking about some big-ass double-drop shit, you know? So why not? And then Hitler went, I'm going to go and... I'm going to go and find the nearest bomb that's falling. I'm going to go and stand underneath it. <laughs> True story. No, fuck, fuck the history box. This is this is it. This is. <laughs> you know, history is is written by the winners. We know that. We owe you, know. you a lot, Steve. It's what? Sorry. We owe you a lot. We we do. Yes. Well, thank you. I'm glad somebody has finally. There never are so many odd so much to <laughs> so few. So few. <laughs> The one. Well, you know, uh, what can I say, Paul? You know, what can I say? You know, moving swiftly on. You could say. Yeah, move, yeah, you could. Well, you just said that. You, you're always the guy that says moving swiftly on, and um, which means Steve, shut the fuck up. You're talking too much. <laughs> it's alright. We're this. It's fine. So yeah, so we're so we're all good. So so we met you. Me and Paul met you for the first time this year, didn't we? Yes, at Bangface, the last rave on earth. The last and probably <laughs> the most um, the most poignant rave at that time on earth. You know, um, I mean, it was my second Bangface, and we'll, we'll talk about Bangface um, in a bit because uh, I know that there's some questions around that that have come in, so um, which is good. Um, but so you. So you've always kind of been into like the harder style of music, whatever genre, you know, however it, it is. But then you've also got this kind of this, um, this, what should I say, like the, the retreating side of your musical tastes, like people like Leonard Cohen, you know, the more kind of, it's almost like the safe place, the safe place for music. Is it, is it am, I, am I right on that? No, or? no, no, not safe at all. That's probably... Um the least safe because it's more explorative in yeah. terms of motion. I mean, I, you know, we've said all that and I suppose that's just because I've only made hard music that we're, we're talking about that. But, you know, my name, my first instrument was piano. I still play piano and I was classically trained on piano. I love classical music and actually I like very gentle abstract almost absent sounds in classical music much more than your heavy dramatic pieces so so with there's a couple of things on that um first of all i i get the feeling that paul might need some help with some piano chords at some point so <laughs> maybe may, maybe you could uh, teach him how to play piano i didn't um, but secondly you know there's a there's actually quite a big contrast between the the orchestral stuff which you've mentioned and the harder stuff so is 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 any music good for you you know any kind of style you're not sort of pigeonholing yourself into like one thing or another or maybe three or four genres i can't think of a genre that i haven't come across something i didn't love of course there's something there so proper music lover that's what i'm saying yeah, I think so. I know it's cliche, and I'm sure everyone says that. But yeah, absolutely. I can't see. I can't see how you could write off an entire art form. Well, is there yeah. any like genre that you you more or less 
can't stand bar a couple of tunes because with me i mean i i don't like slow r&b music you know slow jams they call it i might like one song out of a hundred otherwise like, it hurts me years to listen to okay i'm gonna be <laughs> really unpopular but there are a few tracks that i love but i'm i'm really not into trance music well do you know that's um Again, that's a similar thing to me because that when hardcore went all but trance-based, mm-hmm. I found it. I found it to become more boring. You know, I know it's more euphoric and all this sort of stuff, but trance for me has always been about that 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 feeling. But it just takes so long to get there. You know, <laughs> it's so about like, eleven minutes long. Exactly, you know, and like you're seven minutes into the track and it's still building, and then when it drops, it doesn't. It just carries on building, and you just think, "Well, look, what, what, what's the point?" Yeah, this is one of those rare times where the, the radio edit's better to listen to than the, the twelve-inch yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, mean, no, I think it's made for a state of mind, and you know, sort of working at raves and helping out at raves and putting on parties and things. Like I've. I've done so many entirely sober raves that, yeah, I'm sorry, like to me, trance is, it can be really tedious. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree, you know, and I found the same with dubstep as well. You know, when dubstep first I hit. I love some dubstep. Say again, sorry? I love some dubstep. Yes, yeah, so, some of it's good. Dubstep. It's got that wobble. But there's lots of different forms of dubstep as well. You know, there's more kind of like reggae-inspired dubstep, um, and there's more. You know, the, the stuff we hear was popular in the charts, and like the EDM scene really brought it to the to the front. Really, you know, with um, guys like from Pendulum that they created Knife Party, and then they did all their kind of um, their EDM sort of dubstep-inspired stuff. Yeah. Whereas the thing with dubstep is that they again. They've been really creative, but how creative can you be with four different bass wobbles? Because that's that's pretty much all they use, isn't it? But when it was new, it was really exciting. Yeah, because it was fresh, and Skrillex was like coming out with all this amazing stuff, and you know, then all of a sudden you just think, well, do something different. You know, got, I think. Okay. You could say that about anything, couldn't you? I mean, a lot of people will listen to trance and go, "Well, these yeah. tunes sound the same." Or they'll listen to, to reggae and they'll go, "Well, these all sound the same." But it's the same with dubstep if you're not into it all that much. Yeah, no, you're right. What did you say, Cat? Sorry. Uh, I, well, yeah, I just I think that's okay. It's okay if, in your perspective, anyway, it's been pushed to its limits and then it's evolved into something else. It's okay that it just exists in that small yeah. period of time. I'm glad this. Okay. It was exciting and it's sexy, isn't it? Like the the bass wobbles are sexy, and yeah. it was for people. I think I think that's fine. <laughs> I mean, you know, Paul mentioned R and B, and there's a lot of if you're talking about sexy music, you know, there's 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 a lot of kind of sexiness around the R and B scene. Um, you know, especially in the clubs and stuff, because they play a lot of it in night, just general nightclubs. Yeah. You know, and um, as a lot of it is, I think it's built for flirting in a lot of respects. You know, but there's grinding. Also, <laughs> uh, but there's also like, like the purer, sort of more traditional forms of flirting music and sexy music, which is things like salsa and stuff Flirt. like that. You know, but some of the salsa stuff, I I actually find it's quite interesting because not, I wouldn't say I'd go out and buy CDs and CDs of it or stream it or download it or anything, but I think it's interesting as a form of music to get some influence, you have some inspiration from. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Lots of CDs of different styles of music, um, or it might be a Cuban CD, for example, or or whatever just to see what they all sound like but I mean like you say you won't buy loads of albums or stream it all day but yeah, yeah. listen to loads of different types of music just for some kind of inspiration or see what they do it's always yeah. good yeah. A, um, a very good friend of mine who I don't see nearly enough of Shaq who's been so supportive of my music and my radio show he um, he disappeared to Spain 
for ages and <laughs> nobody heard from him at all and he is came it, is back it, he'd is been it Jimmy J? <laughs> no his name's Shaq he um he disappeared to Spain and he came back and he'd been you know just sort of studying flamenco and learned just the most beautiful sexy incredible guitar and he came back and he started to rock dancing and you know i i i can appreciate it so much but i i can't yeah. move that. <laughs> i wish so much but it, yeah that whole it's intoxicating even just to watch him pissing yeah. around in the living room on his guitar beautiful with the with the hips going off, the hips don't lie. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to put you right on the spot now, Cat. Uh, We've talked about loads of different like things with music. We've also talked about um, Sirocco, Volkswagen Sirocco's, who apparently it's a dance, um, and we've talked about flaming. We've talked about flamingos as well. You know, um, flamingo. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but. That's uh, that's what. So here's my thing for you. I'm going to put you right on the spot now. Out of all the genres of music and all the different styles, types of styles of music in the world, what's your all-time favourite tune? Fuck. I know. Hey, Good I told one. you. I've never heard that one. Have you heard that one, Paul? Didn't shut up. Oh, yeah, many times. <laughs> it's banging. Yeah. Fuck, 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 fuck. Is that the um, cocksucker one? You're definitely going to have to edit this bit because Stick I really. Cock up her ass, you motherfucking worthless <laughs> cocksucker. <laughs> I was thinking of that as well. You watched that the other night, Exorcist. Oh. First time since I was yeah. a kid. It's a good film. It's a good film. <laughs> Incredible soundtrack. Yes. Yeah. See, see, film soundtracks is something that we don't really talk about a lot as well, isn't it? Well, see, I am um, I'm a big Star Wars fan, so I like um, John Williams. You know, all mm. the John Williams stuff. I think some of his music is just—he's a modern-day Beethoven, as far as I'm concerned. Have you have you ever played the John Williams drinking game? Oh no, what's that? It's where you—the uh, <laughs> names of all his famous sort of theme tunes pop up, and yeah. you just keep singing them, and then eventually they just all meld into one, and and you can't function anymore. It's oh, quite effective. So yeah, you, no, you listen to John Williams tunes and drink and sing along with them. Yeah. Well, you try to. So you just start off with Indiana Jones and. Do, 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 that would turn. By the end of it, you're slurring Jurassic Park. Yeah. 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 And then. Put your own words to it. Eventually, they do sort of become one, and that they change more rapidly. Apparently, um, he writes his music as if, like, what's going on the screen, you know, like, it was like E.T., wasn't it? E.T. flying in a bike. And it was apparently that's actual, an actual thing. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, Would you like oh just put, like, what's going on to any music, though? So, Jaws is like, fuck off. <laughs> fuck that's off. Shark. There's a fucking big shark. Get the fucker out my face. You know that sort of thing. So, but but yeah. Um, so um, John Williams. Yeah, my story. He I think he's a modern day Beethoven. But talking of film soundtracks, this was my little story. We uh, a friend of mine called Joe, uh, aka Shadow Play. Shadows. Shadows. Um, when we were. The second most attractive man on Night Force Radio. Well, yes, absolutely. I'm glad someone agrees with me. No, I didn't say that. You did. <laughs> oh, oh that's fair enough. Uh, but yes, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to. I'm happy to go with that. Um, so years and years and years ago, there's a friend of mine called Ollie who was DJ Advance. Um, he lived in Manchester, so we used to go up and visit him quite a lot. This must, we must be talking 14, 15 years ago. And there was me, Shadowplay, Dave, blah, 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 you know, all these guys. Um, our little group, which we called the Raw Crew, because I used to do a show on Break Pirates uh, called Sunday Night Raw, um, which wasn't a rip-off of Monday Night Raw and the wrestling at all. Uh, <laughs> but um, 
I was kind of I played him some stuff which I I played Shadows some stuff in, in the car um, and he said what do you want to do to get better I said I don't know you know because I want to I just want it to sound crisp and he said to me and this is a piece of advice which I'll tell anybody he says next time you watch a film turn the brightness down turn the contrast down turn some good headphones and just listen to how the sound engineers have put a film soundtrack together and mate it changed the way i heard heard music and sound and stuff because it was all about you could close your eyes and you could picture what was going on um you know without it actually being on the screen do you get what i mean because the sound was so good it was and it changed the way that i look at eqing and it changed the way that i look at kind of like production and finishing a product and that was shadow play because he did a, a degree in music or something yeah that's why he's so fucking good you know oh, i think it was private tuition at home you know on his cruise liner or whatever paid for by himself or something but yeah but anyway um we digress well no I'm going back to that though it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because obviously I knew well I haven't been briefed about this podcast at all uh, much to my protection um, but I I was obviously I knew we'd be talking about music and I was thinking about sort of early music to me and I went to this tiny and I really mean tiny village secondary school but our music department our music teacher was so forward thinking and um he made us watch the terminator i I mean i couldn't count how many times we watched it from beginning to end in silence we watched it from beginning to end with sound effects only beginning to end dialogue only beginning to end music only was what we finished on and i i mean we resented it at the time because you know that's a lot of Terminator, but I, I it's really a lot of Terminator. It's a lot of Terminator, especially in silence, like teenagers, you're angsty. But yeah. it, I, I really appreciate that. I think I learned a lot from that exercise. Yeah, I, appreciate. I, I, I think your, te- your teacher um, probably liked Terminator to an unhealthy level, you know. I think uh, he may have had a fixation uh, on Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was just music obsessed and any new technology, like tiny, tiny village school. And he had us at, I don't know, 14, 15. Um, he got out, you know, two decks and he taught us to mix. Oh, wow. And we all made a mix and so in pairs. So me and my friend, we did a hip hop track. I think it was a Jurassic 5 track mixed with some South Park thing that was really popular at the time. <laughs> salty balls. I can't, it was probably before that. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, it must have been, but yeah, uh, you know, and what a gift. What so, a gift. So your, your, your teacher uh, dude, what was his name? Mr. Hater. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> Is that why he made you watch Terminator with the sound off? What have you been a hater for? And he went, yep, I am. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, cool. So he he kind of exposed you to like the early forms of DJing and stuff then. Totally, yeah. And I mean, well, there was that experience. And then I didn't touch decks again until I was, what, 33. And how old are you now? 34. <laughs> there you go. So uh, we'll talk about that in a, in a second. Uh, but I think that we need to put you on the spot again and ask you to play us some music you know so what uh, you've you've got free reign to choose whatever tune you want to choose so what do you want to play for us what what's something we may have heard or may have not heard or whatever uh, and why why choose that mm, oh god i think because we've because of what we've been talking about in terms of sounds so pretentious and I really wanted to avoid all of that but in terms of sound design and that level of appreciation of sound design there's 
an artist. I don't even think he's got a release out yet. He sent me, um, it's still a work in progress. And I'm guessing it's not even a title track. I'm guessing it's going to be his first. Um, an artist called Gade. He, he used to be known as Breakforce One. Okay. Yeah. So very well known in Breakcore. Insanely talented. Insane. Hates compliments but insanely talented yeah. he did a sort of david bowie um death of break force one thing on on social media that led to a bit of confusion thinking that he'd actually died so that was if it was any other genre than break or i would have called you out on it but do you know what that kind of makes perfect sense well, I don't think he intended it to be because he's really um, he's attention shy. He is he is not that person, but um, <laughs> that's what happened. And um, he's sort of done with breakcore, I guess, and exploring yeah. what I would call sort of more classical elements of electronica, but still really really heavy beats. Um, so yeah, I. Yeah. I sincerely am so excited to see what he does next. Okay, cool. So it's a, it's a gentleman by the name of Gade. Yeah. And uh, it's as of yet untitled. Yeah. Work yeah. in progress. Work in progress. So I think this is a first for the podcast, isn't it, Paul? Playing a work it in is, progress? Yeah. Unless we've played any of your stuff before, I'm not quite sure. But, uh... No, I haven't played any of my stuff. I'm surprised you haven't slipped yours in, Steve. No. No. This is not what the podcast is about. No, this is about music. Anyway, this is Gade, um, and it's work in progress, so see what you think to this.
Okay, so um, that was Gade, and that is as of yet untitled work in progress type thing, or WIP, I think is known in the, the producer circles, but um, I thought that was brilliant. I think that's um, an amazing track. Uh, you know, it's sort of everything I like about sort of the drum and bass on the squelchiness. The, the I, I'm really impressed by the cleanliness of the sound as well. It's actually really good. That's what I meant about him. Uh, like I, I do think of him as sort of a classical artist and sound designer. He's yeah. going to absolutely hate that I'm saying all of this. Well, you know, um, you know, as long as we've got permission, he's not going to come running after us to sue us. Oh, yeah, no, I got permission. Um, How dare you play my song? His exact words <laughs> I'm where, make a fortune from this. Uh, his exact but. words were, um, stop sucking my dick, cat, otherwise I'm going to revoke your privileges. <laughs> oh, right, cool. I said I'd try not to compliment him too much, but... Oh, uh, okay, fair enough. But, you know, it's okay if I compliment him, though, right? What did you think to that, Paul? <laughs> Brilliant. When did we say before about um, this is his first one, isn't it? It's unreleased. I, I thought you meant literally. I didn't realise you know, he was a breakcore producer before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, this I was is, listening um, to it earlier on. I thought, fucking hell, it sounds, it's loud, it's clear. And this is like a work in progress. It's not going to be mastered yet, obviously, is it? No, no. But it sounds pretty good, you know. Yeah. You know, I'd love to get that into my inbox, just... So, Steve, can you master this for me? I'll be like, uh, yeah, of course I will. I don't have to do very little to that. And that would be... Because yeah. you, you do mastering, don't you, of that style of music. So, it's yeah, ideal, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's really good. You know, I'm really happy that I do get to hear, like I said last week, you know, a lot of people's music before, um, you know, before it gets released to the general public. But stuff like that, like I said, if it comes into my inbox, says, Steve, can you master this for me? Um five pounds per track you get a vinyl and a digital mastering as well please look at deluxe mastering services on facebook not really a plug um then please um you know please send me stuff like that because it is just phenomenal i i, I thought that i'd love to hear that on a loud system you know, do you know what i mean yes yeah you can just imagine it can't you yeah, yeah. if sound doesn't engulf you then you know it's not been mixed right as far as i'm concerned you know yeah, he's you know i again not to suck his dick but insanely talented on so many levels like we were saying about that's sort of why i chose him when i did when you asked those questions that sort of multi-level understanding of yeah, yeah really really talented guy we're glad you did so gade if you're listening to this uh, top work fella thank you for that um you know um we do get some dross sent into us on the deluxe and brother show it's normally <laughs> it's normally me sending brothers my tunes <laughs> <laughs> and he goes what the fuck is this is this like for the podcast i'm like no no it's my new tune he's like mate give it up yeah <laughs> you know, you, you've been living on borrowed time for too long steve just fucking sort your shit out haven't you read the tory message retrain think <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can i can be in cyber next week oh you know? yeah even if you don't know it yeah so um but yeah, yeah we'll. I mean, cyber means something very different to me than that seems to be communicating. Well, uh, me being a sci-fi fan, it, it's a bit of a, it's a like a robot thing for me. There we a headset, you can't see the eyes or something, isn't it? <laughs> Gun built into his arm. Yeah, like, uh, and he speaks in a very monotone voice. A cyborg. Oh, that's what. Well, see, yeah. <laughs> you know, but what a bit like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator. Oh, don't. Hey, fuck your hey. asshole. That is a fucking segue right there, but albeit in the wrong order. Anyway, so um, thank you for that, Cat. Uh, um, so the next thing we're going to talk about is the name, Technodynamia. In fact, before we go there, you did mention something before while you're... I'm trying to stall for time while you're trying to light your cigarette. You know, there it is. Oh, flash. Oh. I um, never look inside. So you have... Um, you mentioned earlier in the conversation, which I meant to pick up on, but I didn't, that you have promoted events and you work at raves. I mean, historically, yeah. I've worked at the last fan face, but I was in this insanely fortunate position to play at yeah. the last fan face. So, I, I mean, my work was minimal. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, yeah. your work probably was the DJ set because Paul worked at the last Bank Face. And I worked at the Bank Face the year before. I mean, albeit it was just for like an hour, but I managed to get a full weekend out of it. Yeah, I've been um, I've been part of the Bang Face Toy Crew, um, you know, for what 12, 13 years. Wow. So I mean, don't get me wrong, we don't do much. We we hang hang up the posters and blow up the toys and write all the banners. I must say, the writing of the banners, you know, that is a year-round job. I'm not going to talk too much about Bang Face because I know. You know, James and the others, St. Acid and the others, you know, it's it's a very behind the scenes yeah, yeah, that's fine. thing. Um, likes to keep a bit of mystique and that's fine. Yeah, I mean, more I about say, chaos. But. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say James, James would probably, uh, you know, want, not want too much information. No, no. But the banner writing is that is a year-round job and it's ongoing yeah. even with the uncertainty at the moment we're still sending in banners just from random dreams we've had or weird things we've overheard or yeah. <laughs> political jokes so the, the so this is a maybe a thing right the bang face banners yeah is almost a spiritual dumping ground oh absolutely like we use it as therapy we, <laughs> we use wow. it we use it to mock each other and the world. It's um. <laughs> see, we, see, see, we've got a podcast for that. <laughs> we, we mock each other. Um, okay, so, so techno dynamia. Where did the name come from, and what what is it? You know, because I did a search online earlier because Dave Curran, aka Skywalker, did mention to me when we did pandemic what techno dynamia actually meant. And I forgot, so I thought, you know what, I can remember it's something to do with this. So I googled it. Apparently, it's a Japanese engineering company. Oh, no, that's Technodynamica. Oh, there you See, go. I know that from when I registered the website. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that, is that technodynamia.co.uk? Uh, com, I think. Okay, technodynamia.com for all things technodynamia related. I d- I'm pretty sure it still just says soon to be launched. <laughs> Do you know what? There's a certain irony there because I think you should keep that. And you should make a little white bit of text on a white background which is hidden on that screen somewhere. So, you know, that's the that's the proper guts of the area. You just click on that hidden it is intentionally. <laughs> or the little gif of a, of a digger, a man digging, and that's the secret link. Yeah, under construction. There's a photo of me uh, at the last Bang Face Christmas party in a prison cell wearing a Santa hat. There is. There is, yeah. Uh, And that that also, you've missed out the bottle of alcohol that's in your hand. (laughs) It's in a Pepsi bottle. How do you know that's alcohol? Come on. It's just an educated guess. You can't buy Pepsi at a rave. Trust me. You can buy water. You can buy. Look you, as though it was a soft drink. You can buy um, uh, warm Red Stripe for five pound a can, but you can't buy Pepsi. So I know exactly what was in there, and the fact that you looked half cut as well. How dare you? That was before the rave started. We were setting up. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, te- so what does technodynamia mean? So that I found in the Dictionary of Sex, which I was just ambling through one day, and How it do you do? literally. Well, not. <laughs> it literally. I live alone. I have a lot of time. It, um, I, it just means uh, the procreative power of women. And I oh. made a joke in the Bang Face Banners group that if I was ever going to be a DJ, that was my name. Okay. Probably because it had the word techno in it, even though I don't play techno. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, maybe DJ Reverse Cowgirl was already taken, so you have to go for that one instead. <laughs> but um, it tied in very well because one of the first bits of music that I did want to write, well... I never wanted to write it myself. I just, I've got a little book of ideas that I've had for years and years and years where I've thought, um, oh, I think someone should make this. 
And then any opportunity that I've had where I've been at a party or just chatting to an artist, I've mentioned my ideas, you know, to say, oh, I think it'd be really cool if someone did this, just hoping that they would do it. And then it never happened. And right. I always wanted to hear um, a, a drum and bass track using real live childbirth samples. I just thought that would be sort of like a horror D&B piece. Yeah. And then um, we were all at the Amsterdam, the Bang Face Night in Amsterdam at the Melkweg, amazing club. And yeah. we made a joke sort of hung over the next day about, um, well, it wasn't a joke. We were talking about, you know, promoting women in the industry and how do we get more women into the industry um, now rather than, you know, because that, that stuff needs to start from birth. Yeah. Really, women having the same opportunities and, and expectations. Um, and we sort of made a joke about homegrown hardcore and put me on the bill at the next weekender. Yeah. So at the, you know, in 2019, um, 2019 was the worst year of my life for me. It was horrendous. And then it got to 2020 this year. And I thought, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do something really selfish. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. Um, I went up to meet with Dave on the 4th of January this year, expecting to make you know sort of part of this one track together and we ended up doing one on the 4th of january and one on the 5th of january and that's then dave skywalker just to be clear yeah it's dave yeah, yeah sorry yeah. Dave skywalker um so he was my engineer and i produced the tracks um and the samples and yeah we made one a day the output was amazing yeah <laughs> amazing he's pretty quick is old dave on the engineering isn't he he is, and he's really focused. But I, I just think we work really well together. And he was so patient with me because I don't know the lingo. And I don't, to be honest, I don't even care to know the lingo. So I'd be yeah, like, so. yeah, yeah, more of the or, or, you know, I think we should extend the pink bit and then move a bit more of the green bit up to... <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, we're like that, aren't we, with pianos? It's like, put this note between them two black ones there. yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the, he was so patient. Right, yeah. So patient with me. Yeah, good. So, um, so, you, so you did. Um... Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my did the the second track which was Freudian Slip. Freudian Slip, Freudian slip yeah. Which, which is like also a bang face banner that I wrote. Um, yeah. Um, so that that's uh, that's banging. So the the, the sorry the Technodynamia track is like you said it was like a drum a, a sort of dark drum and bass tune. Lots of kind of like aggressive single note sort of bass lines. Um, but Freudian Slit is more of like a edging towards the Gabba side, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, both of them sort of, uh, again, I sound it, it sounds really pretentious. I, I was at a night in Brighton not that long ago, probably 18 months ago, and I bumped into a Bangface friend who plays there regularly. He plays as Gash Ashton, 
It's actually his birthday today. Hey, happy birthday, Gash. Um, I'd never thought I'd say that yeah. on a live so, broadcast. So he was like, he asked me then, what's um, what's your artist's name? And um, he and I said Technodynamia. And he was like, well, it's very pretentious. And my friend said, to be honest, mate, with a name like Gash, I think anything's going to sound <laughs> Give a damn what men find attractive. If you ever want to have a good laugh, right, at DJ names, you need to look at the Bang Face Flyers because the, the weekend are especially, they're amazing, you know. My favourite from Bang Face 2020 um, Weekender was Bradders. No, I'm lying to you. It wasn't. <laughs> it was DJ drops a cat on the equipment. Yeah, really talented DJ as well, but it's such a good name. Such a good name. <laughs> Do you know, on that flyer, I was next to the DJ producer. Oh, yes, you were. I I cried at that. Oh, yeah, I've got the poster up in front of me. What a hero. I couldn't believe it. Can you imagine? uh, I'm not going to shatter the illusion, but it's just alphabetical. No, I know, I know. (laughs) And if you look at the smiley face, it's Technodynamia, the, and then DJ producers at the other end. But you still well, come on, don't don't shatter the dreams, Paul. Oh, please don't. That but bang face. I mean, what an what an opportunity. You that was the it. first. Set, but that was the first set I ever 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 played ever. And with before you go any further on that, I have a question. Hmm. Um, do you know of a gentleman by the name of Glow Kid? Yeah, of course. Let's see if this works. Hi guys, I'm Glokit from Athens and I would like to ask Technodynamia how she felt when she started playing out the first track on her bank face set, since if I remember well, that was her first DJ set ever. Big ups to her and best wishes for your podcast series. Oh. There you go, that's uh, Glokit. What? What? Yeah, that's Glokit. He's asked, um, you know, what, what was it like, basically? Did you pay him to ask that? Oh, he no, paid us. <laughs> he paid us. He, do you know what he wouldn't he couldn't get a response from me when he sent it to me so he started hounding bradders you know and he, we said all right all right glow kid you can come on our podcast in a future week so he is so he's going to be one of our guests in a future week <gasps> oh that's congratulations guys that's really exciting and then you get to ask him a question yeah oh i wouldn't know what to say Put it this way, the questions don't have to be music related, as you no, might as you, uh, as, find as out, find out later. What are you suggesting? <laughs> it's not me suggesting anything. I tell you the name of the person who is suggesting something, though. Um, and that is... Danny Louise. Oh, Lord. 
Exactly. Do you want to hear the question again? How did you feel playing your first song at the bank this, wasn't it? <laughs> a bit less exotic the second time around. Oh, thanks. I was playing your first song at the bank there. Yeah. So I think um, I think if so, Dave Skywalker runs um, the Queen Vic lineup. He does that every year. He, um, I suspect, if he was being honest with me, there were you know cancellations. <laughs> so, uh, well, there, probably- there were cancellations all through the weekend. I went home on the Friday morning and I thought I was going to come back, but I've run out of money. Um, and I thought, you know what, I should have went back and just took my USB sticks because I probably could have got on somewhere. Hundred percent, honestly. Hundred percent. But I didn't want to steal Brad's thunder. Do you know, I was thinking <laughs> next weekend as well. I was like, I might just put an emergency set together so it takes the pressure off Dave. Yeah. <laughs> so at least you can slot in somewhere. But yeah, I mean, uh, so Dave asked me three weeks before the weekend I was due to start. Um, but I'd already booked a week in Iceland. I was like trekking on glaciers for a week. You, so, you did, yeah, because I was talking to you while you were out there. Oh, yeah, of course. And um, so he said, you know, I know it's an enormous amount of pleasure, pressure. You've never DJed before, but <laughs> yeah, would you be up for it? And um, so I, I just thought of it as like a challenge Annika type thing. And um, I thought if I could sort of believe in my story, like in that sense, that I could make myself do it. So I got a lesson from a DJ who's DJed all over the world, Darren Holland. He spent a day with me in a studio showing me the basics and then that was it. I was set off on my own. The the thing I really liked about that little video of you, you know, um, learning how to DJ was your finger, your counting finger. Like a met, my arm was like a metronome. I it's was a, it, it's almost like a swan pecking. Uh, uh, <laughs> one of them little birds you fill with water that presses buttons on your keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because Darren was, um, you know, all about the music and not at all about the image. Um, and he really emphasised that. And I got that from him anyway. Really lovely guy who appreciates you know natural raw talent yeah and he by the end was like you've got to stop doing that fucking arm because (laughs) (laughs) it looks ridiculous you look like like one of those japanese cats waving at somebody (laughs) um dave skywalker's wife shash she actually bought me one i've got it (laughs) (laughs) to say um to say good luck when i got my first slot on night force radio brilliant the cat (laughs) <laughs> so I want to talk about Night Force Radio in a bit, but do you want to just have to uh, do what? Let's just do you want me to fire through these questions from Danny. All right. What? Right, I, more than one. Uh, well, she sent a, quite a few. It's a bit. <laughs> right. Um, and I basically said, um, you know, keep sending the questions. These are great. So. Um, so we're, we're, we're going to have, um, oh gosh, I don't know, do you know what, I actually feel nervous about asking these. Want me to open the chat up and I'll ask one. Well, yeah, okay, let's do, because I sent them to Paul. Have you sent me all of them? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. There was, there was only two texts, but there was like about five questions. However, you're going to have to wait until next week until you hear those questions and the answers to them. We've got one more story from Katrina coming up, but because she gave us such a long and in-depth interview, which is absolutely awesome, uh, we decided to split it over two weeks. Uh, so yeah, on with the programme. Is there anything else you want to tell us? What do they think? Is that a cat? I was late because I accidentally shot the very tip of his tail in a door. That was literally the what? Well, the first bad thing that's ever, ever, ever happened to him. So he was really like, <gasps> oh, yeah, he's, he's not happy. He's not happy. And he's also such a cuddly, needy boy. What's the cat's name? Blue. Blue. What colour is he? Grey and white. Great name. He no, his sister is Minky, and they're named after Wales. 
what? The, the country? The blue whale and the minky whale. The minky whale. It's very keeping. Keep keep you get... Have you not known what a whale is? Have you, no. What? Are you, you going to so, get a third cat and call it sperm? Uh, I would have called it pilot. Pilot whale? Yeah, but you're not the well, first but... to make the sperm joke. Oh, well, sorry. I... Sorry, sorry, sorry to be so droll. <laughs> I used to have a cat called Jism, though. Jism? <laughs> yeah. You do have a cat called Jism. My, my brother's friend, when I was little, said it as a joke, and I just loved the word, because I'd never heard it before. So we called the cat Jism. My brother was <laughs> my brother's a bit older than me, and he was just furious, and I remember him saying to my mum, like, I'm never taking that cat to the fucking vet. <laughs> we should all take it for a walk like a dog. Why'd you yeah. that? <laughs> I, I Jism across the park. Getting harnesses. <laughs> I just I can't get over the fact that you've got a cat or you had a cat called Jism. Yeah, I mean, that's just um, the best. You know, it, if you said like if you said that to somebody like now, nah, what should we call? Well, we've got a new pet. What should we call it? I don't know. Let's call it Jism. They you know, horrified. Like they just like new words, don't they? I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> My first two cats. My first two cats were called Beluga and Silky, so they were named after my favourite shark and my favourite whale at the time. Okay, like so, I thought Beluga was Beluga caviar. It's a type of caviar, isn't it? Well, that's the eggs of a beluga whale. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. See, I'm very uneducated in the ways of the world. Well, I don't know about caviar, but caviar come from whales. I don't mean the country. <laughs> so I'm laughing at you guys, but um, I remember once, like, I'm not the brightest person, but I'm not a fucking idiot. And I was, oh. at, I was having dinner with um, some friends once, and they had this friend over who just happened to be doing some PhD in some ridiculously obscure, impressive thing. Anyway, this guy came round really young to be doing a PhD as well, like clearly a genius. And um, I was really hungover. And we'd been watching Newsnight and Wales had been talking about wanting independence. <laughs> what, the, the, the blue whales? <laughs> as in the country. Oh, right. This guy came round and started talking about um, these giant mites that are like the size of our head that live on whales. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what, the, the country now? So I've never been to Wales before and I was so hungover. I was just horrified that these things existed. And I was like, well, fuck them then. They can have their independence. <laughs> <laughs> and he left shortly after and I was like, your friend thinks I'm a fucking moron. <laughs> there are these enormous mites as big as our heads that somehow don't cross the border from Wales. <laughs> well, they, they, they can't get over, can they? Because they, they haven't got the money to pay the toll bridge. <laughs> so, fair. Oh, dear. So, that will be edited in. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's beautiful stuff. Uh, that, that whole whale story is going in. Oh, fucking right, it is. <laughs> That's brilliant. Just have to figure a way to wangle in later on. Yeah, well, I will. I'll just do a. I'll do it, even if I've got to do it as a, as a pickup afterwards. Have Can you I got any it? stories about uh, whales and mites confusion? Yeah. Just drop that in, and when she says no, there you go. You just cut that bit out, edit or I, bit. Or I can go, is there anything else Is there anything else you want to tell us? Right at the end, let's just play it. Well, that's that. Thank you all for playing. My mother thanks you. My father thanks you. My sister thanks you. And I thank you. You are being taken under our This is the end. 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 End.
Tune in next week for more Techno Dynamia on the Deluxe and Brothers podcast. Bye.